Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Apple's Director of Fitness for Health Technologies, Jay Blonick. It is great to be here. As he said, my name is Jay Blonick. I came all the way in from Cupertino, and I am absolutely thrilled that I did not freeze when I landed. It's great weather. It's almost the same as on the West Coast. This is a really exciting time for health and fitness at Apple because in the App Store, health and fitness apps have never been more popular. And with the launch of the Apple Watch, what we're seeing is that people are getting an opportunity to live a better day by being more active. But probably one of the most exciting things about us getting more involved in health and fitness is that we get an opportunity to interact with some amazing health and fitness influencers and experts. And that's what we're gonna do tonight. I'm about to bring out your first uh, expert. Um, his background is really, truly amazing. He uh, has been a health and fitness expert for over 20 years, but he was introduced to the world uh, through Dr. Phil and Oprah in 1998. And since that time, he's gone on to write 25 best-selling nutrition books and sold over 8 million copies. And his latest book, Tiny and Full, is part of what he's gonna be talking about tonight. I would like you to help me welcome to the stage, Jorge Cruz. Thank you all for coming tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Good That's to see you all today. There. I love yeah, yeah. Perfect. How are you, Jay? Very good. Thank good. you very much for coming tonight. Oh, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, I wanted to ask a, a couple of questions about your beginnings, your start, because yeah. I, think, I think you have a very interesting background. I have read quite a bit about it. I've known you for a while, but yep. I know when you were a child, you've talked a little bit about how you were overweight and that there were a couple of life-changing events for you and your family that sort of put you in this direction of spending your life inspiring people to health and fitness. Can you tell us a little bit about oh, that? Oh, absolutely. For me, really, it, it started with um, my family because for me, my dad, when I was 18, Jay, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer and I've talked about it in all my books. And when you have something like that happen to your family, even if you're a teenager, and I was 18 at the time, it's scary, you know? And they told my dad that he had one year to live and if, you know, make, make your plans, get ready, because this is it. And it, cancer's a scary word, even today it is, you know? And so that really planted a seed in me that got me to think about well, what is important in life, you know? And I thought, you know, your health is everything. If you don't have health, you're bankrupt. I don't care how much money you have or if you have great relationships, the love of your life, doesn't matter if you don't have health. Would you all agree, guys? Right? So that's why we're here tonight. So that was my start. And you know, there's always, I always tell people, Jay, there's always a silver lining in everything. And with my dad, it's that. And luckily today, 30 years later, Mel is my dad. He is alive and well, and he's 85. He just celebrated his 85th birthday. So, so they, they told powerful. him one year to live, and yeah. he actually lived uh, 30 extra years. years. And he's still cooking, you know? And he changed his diet. I'm gonna share with you guys tonight a little bit of the diet that I'm talking about, but a very similar plant-based diet that really healed his body. It was powerful. And you have your own personal story. As a kid, you were yeah. overweight as well, right? Well, you know, I guess, yeah, if we're going to get into that, sure, I was a chubby kid. I grew up in a Mexican-American family, you know, with a name like Jorge. Jorge. How many Spanish speakers do we have here tonight? ¿Quién habla español? Bienvenidos. Very good. In español. Very welcome, everyone. But being in a Latin family, you know what Latin people like to do? They love to eat, especially if they're happy. But even if they're sad, and if they're depressed, and if they're angry, so my grandmother raised me, her name was Maria, and bless her heart, I have good genes, but she lived to be 102. She passed away just four years ago. And she raised me, but she raised me with food being, I mean, how many people can relate that food was a reward or comfort, right? 
And we all tend to go to that, you know? So for me, as a young kid, food was everything, you know? And I have two sons. I have an, uh, my partner Sam and I, we have an 11-year-old son and a nine-year-old son. And seeing them, I don't know, for me, I, I feel like I've, I feel really blessed that maybe why I'm doing what I'm doing now is now having an impact on the next generation because we can make a change in our lives, but it's so cool, guys, if you can share what you've learned with others, right? I mean, and, sure. and that's why I do what I do, so. so I also think your big breakthrough was really interesting. You were a trainer in San Diego. Yes, and still live there. Is it, is it correct that Oprah heard one of your podcasts and then... Yes, yes. Boom. I mean, this is yeah. a long time ago. Um, I mean, I didn't even have a book. I, you know, I've written a few now. And uh, this is like 1998. I got a call from the Oprah Winfrey Show. And she really launched my career. I'm really blessed to, to, to have been so lucky. And I've maintained the relationship. She's had me in O Magazine many times, I think five times. She had me once as the centerfold in O. I was the tear out. <laughs> Very chic, you know. I missed Oprah. that issue. <laughs> <laughs> my centerfold days, right, with Oprah. But uh, regardless, she really taught me something very powerful. And I, you know, I was so nervous, Jay. Oh, I could tell you guys a story. I was just shaking. I was 24. You're meeting Oprah, and this is in 19, what did I say, 1998? First you got the call, though. Well, the, the Oprah call Winfrey scared call me out, yeah, of course. Be... But then I had 24 hours to produce a FedEx that had to go overnight. And I was living, my family lives in San Diego in Ramona. It's near Julian. It's in the country. It's, it's a suburb, we'll say. It was an hour to get to the nearest FedEx station. So we had a hustle. I had two hours to hustle. And I was not a celebrity fitness trainer then. I hadn't worked with anyone. I was working as a trainer at a simple gym in La Jolla, which is a nice area of San Diego, of course. But I was working with regular clients. I had started to do some speaking events. And this thing called the internet, they say, was invented. So I was like, what is this internet thing? And back then, you know, there wasn't even, like, I don't know. I mean, there was Apple, thank goodness. But, and I had Apple. I was the biggest Apple person. Oh, I never told you this, what I did in college. I'll tell you later. I was a student rep for Apple. It's how I paid my way through school. It was the, one of my best experiences. But regardless, what were we talking about, Jay? <laughs> what were we talking about? No, we were saying something very deep. The, the first time going on the show. Oh, with Oprah. Yeah, said Oprah. on the show. Oprah, Oprah. Don't forget Oprah. No, I love Oprah. No, how can we forget her? No, and she told, oh, the lesson. She gave me the most important lesson that I would share with all of you. If you want to make New Year's resolutions work, or you just want to do something that you've not been able to do in a long time. She said, Jorge, I'm never going to meet you again, probably. I said, oh, okay. She's like, but I'm going to give you a piece. Because we're sitting just like this, literally waiting for a commercial break to finish with the full audience, just like here. And, you know, what do you do? It's kind of like awkward. You have to say something. So she's like, so you're in San Diego? And I was like, yes. And she's like, is it George or Jorge? I said, Jorge. She's like, okay. And I said, Oprah, give me one piece of advice. She said, here it is. Keep it simple. And she says, if you write a book, and you should write a book someday. She's like, you know, books are important. They change people's lives. They say, you keep it simple, whatever your message is. And, you know, I didn't know at that time that I would turn this into a career where, as an author now, I've written 25 books, Jay. But I've always made it, my passion is to make things simple for my clients, you know. And I work with so many celebrities from, you know, people that are in films to television to... Uh, to actresses that are, you know, on webisodes. I mean, I've worked with everyone, to housewives, you know, to everything, you know. So there's a variety of beautiful people out there that need help because everyone needs help. But the trick to helping everyone and helping ourselves this, and my, my invitation to all of us here tonight, is to make whatever you decide to do this year simple when it comes to fitness and nutrition. And that was Oprah's gem. It was so powerful. Because then, because I, was, I had a program once, Jay, that had 20 steps to, you know, to get fit. And she's like, no, 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 one, two, three, too many. Keep it simple. Simplicity is everything, you know. 
So that for me was my greatest thing. And so when I try to share a new, a new concept or a new diet or I have a new cookbook, I really try to keep everything so even my kids could get it, you know, an 11-year-old could get it. Well, so prior to her giving you this lesson, you had not written a book. You've written Nothing. 25 since no. then. You take yeah. the lesson of Keep It Simple. And had a podcast, like you said. That was yeah. it. So what's interesting about nutrition, yeah. the space that you really specialize in, yes. is in that period of time, there's a different message every six months. You focus different you know? messages in your books yeah. to give people something to think about, a sure. way to think about their, sure. their diet and nutrition. Um, what have you learned over the years in the books that you've written? Because even what you've written about has evolved. Yeah. If you guys want to take note, Tony Robbins taught me something years ago. He wrote the introduction to my first book uh, called Eight Minutes in the Morning. It was a workout plan. And he says, write down, if you write down something, you remember it better. So if you guys are going to write down one thing, this is the thing to write down for tonight's talk, at least from my perspective. All calories count. Very powerful, three words, all calories count. Because when it comes to health, whether it's heart disease, in my opinion, to losing weight, to just fitting into a wedding dress, you know, whatever that is for you, whatever your goal is, you've got to understand that you've got to really do something that you can do long term, and that is understanding that calories, what we eat and how we move, determines how we look and how we feel. And I think in this world, I, I just did a, a book signing last night at Barnes & Noble at Union Square, and we had a huge audience there. And I had one lady who hadn't had breakfast in 20 years. She was scared to eat, and she wanted to lose like 80 pounds. And she's like, but won't like the master cleanse diet work, or can I just eat popcorn, or can I just have grapefruit? And, and you know, I told her, well, you can, you can do all that, sure, but you want to eat things that you enjoy, hopefully, so it's delicious. But you just have to understand it's monitoring your caloric intake. If you can create a cal calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. And when you're lighter and thinner, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. And, you know, and my whole concept of this book, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, later, is about keeping it simple. It really is. And you don't have to do crazy things to see results. And if you can count calories, guys, that makes sense. I mean, do you all agree? Yes, guys? Hello? Yes, good morning, everyone. <laughs> no, it's true, guys, because we all have been told that, but we've always hear around this time of the year, if you watch the Today Show, that there are negative calories. There, there's this, there's magical things, and there are ways to create uh, shortcuts, if you will. I've written a few books that people have said were gimmicky, but I really think if you keep it simple and you understand the calories are everything, then you can do everything, because how many people are very good at math, or at least good enough to add and subtract? That's all you need to be healthy, is addition and subtraction. That's it. So when we spoke at the end of last year, yeah. I remember I got a chance to preview the book. And yes. speaking of tiny and full, yes, there you um, go. what I thought was really bold about the book, I'm a vegetarian, which some people think that's already a little cuckoo. But right <laughs> on the, right on the t front, discover why um, only eating a vegan breakfast will help keep you tiny and full for life. And so the concept in the book is really about incorporating veganism, which for a lot of people, it's a radical word, right? It scares them away. Oh. But your approach well, I'm is not really a vegan. about... I, yeah, I'm going to exactly, say it right yeah. now. I'm not a vegan, guys. And, you know, what happened when I developed this new book, it's called Tiny and Full. It's on the bestseller list. It's on iBooks, which I'm very proud of. I have it on here, of course, on my big, my beautiful iPad. But regardless, the key concept is understanding that if you're a vegan you're probably following the most efficient way to eat the less amount of calories. You really are, and vegetarians are as well. And you're, you've always, have you always been vegetarian? No, no, long time now. Yeah, because I did paleo for a little bit, and I've done other things as well. But understanding that if you can just keep your diet really focused in on plant-based foods in the morning, if you can be a vegan until lunch, that's all you need to do. 
and that means plant-based. Now, vegan foods that are out there, I mean, as exciting as this is, I know for my kids it is, you know, my nine-year-old loves Doritos, and he gets them when he's with his mom <laughs> at their house. And so, um, and I, I get them on occasion as a treat, but you know, those kind of foods are vegan, and eating Dorito chips, I hate to say it, isn't probably the best thing, because it takes just eight to nine chips to equal 100 calories. And you can eat like 25 beautiful strawberries for 100 calories too. So when I teach people that it's not just being a vegan, it's eating plant-based foods. And just until lunch, then at lunch you can cheat. You can literally be normal and you're free to do what you wanna do. So you can eat the foods that you love, whether it's pizza or burgers or cheese or even honey. Because vegans normally can't eat any of that. And you know, I was just with Steve Harvey uh, a few weeks, just a week before the Miss Universe event, you heard about that. How many people heard about that, right? I love Steve Harvey and I have to, he asked me to mention this, so if you don't mind, tomorrow I'm on his show. We're doing a whole diet war, it's called, because we're trying to debunk all this. So it'll be on national TV, I'll be here in New York, but it, it will air from Chicago tomorrow. And it's this idea that if you can really understand that your calories are everything, and if you can eat a diet that has, you know, the lower amount of calories, but where you're not hungry, that's what the full part means in the book. It's having a full plate that you can enjoy and feeling full, not stuffed, but I mean the worst, the, the one, number one saboteur, and I don't care if it's an A-lister or a mom with two kids or some business executive I'm working with, it's they just absolutely, they really just don't have that time to waste, you know, Jay? So if you can keep things simple and eat foods that are gonna be filling, but low calories, then you really technically don't have to count calories. Although we do it all for them in the book, you know. Sure. So. I mean, I think one of the things that's interesting about doing it for breakfast is, or in the morning, sure. is you'll probably be more full even through lunch, and it carries over, and it also makes you think about it at least once a day. It becomes well, a bit of a ritual, so it does. You start it? to enjoy it. You incorporate it into more of your meals, and it's it's sort of a way to get started off of you know the right foot. Oh, there's no question. And when these, the, I'm working with five people. I'll give you a little sneak peek story for tomorrow's Steve Harvey show because it's national. It's really exciting. There's a, a different trainer, another celebrity trainer that the other five people. So we have five people that I'm working with and five on the other side. And I told them, guys, what, is it like a throwdown? It is. It's like a fitness face-off. You know, it's really kind of like a competition. And it's for two months, so you'll be able to follow it nationwide for two months. So I'm really honored to have been a part of this, and I've trained Steve, and I'm. You know, he's got a few people that train him, but I'm one of his team, you know, team Steve Harvey and all that. But the average person in their first week that they did this plan, because we filmed this back before Miss Universe. So we filmed it, how long ago was that, Sam? A month ago. We filmed it a month ago. Um, they lost in their first week, 12, the average. Now, I'm gonna tell you, these people had more weight to lose. They were like, the, the lowest they had was 280 pounds. The highest was like 330. So they're very heavy people. They're, none of them were over 30, which was shocking. They're all very young millennials, you know? And what happened is they just got busy, you know? They just eat too much, and they work in a company where food is available everywhere, and they just eat mindlessly, right? So the results are powerful. People, I always tell people, technically, you should only be losing two to three pounds of weight a week. That's what's safe. And honestly, a lot of times these people that lose more than that, they're also for the first time eating foods that help cleanse their body of a lot of fiber. Yeah, you have fiber and you have water. And so they are in the bathroom a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the week, you've lost 12 pounds. So it looks good. <laughs> so, so I invite you all tomorrow to, to watch that because it, you'll see what this kind of eating does. So you, you uh, have so much expertise in nutrition. You obviously follow a really good plan yourself. I, I would I imagine some people in the audience would be curious to know if you actually do have a cheat day or sure. a cheat meal or a cheat food. And what is that? Well, so for me... Uh, 
it, uh, you know, to conquer the night is the hardest time. So Sam and I, if we're with the kids and we have the kids with us, we'll, we'll enjoy, and this is kind of an interesting treat at night, but it's only 80 calories, so you can all do this. We get uh, frozen bananas that are sliced and frozen um, strawberries. Now you would think frozen, I mean, what are you gonna do with these things? So blend them and make a smoothie? But you just put them in a bowl and do one cup, 80 calories for one bowl. And it's the most delicious, the, the banana's frozen. How many people have had a frozen banana? They taste like vanilla ice cream, would you all agree? The best treat, so I like to cheat every single night, Jay. <laughs> I are, think you can't, you can't your diet. Your cheating's healthier than my cheating. Well. <laughs> Well, and sometimes was they, they make chocolate, dark chocolate dipped uh, bananas. Sam and I will do that as well. So it's super delicious. But for me, after lunch, literally, or starting out lunch, I should say, I eat what I want, you know? And that means if I'm having lunch and I want a chicken Caesar salad, I'll have that. If I want a roasted chicken, I'll have that. If I want fish, I'll have that. Greek yogurt and fruit, I can do it at lunch. I really tell people that the main reason that you want to avoid animal protein in the morning, from my opinion, you know, this is just my perspective, is that you can create more of a, of a detox in the morning if you can be a vegan in the morning. Because your body will, all these impurities from the day and the evening will have accumulated, but they'll be pushed out. And so you'll feel like your energy will be so much better. And you'll probably eat on average at least three to 400 calories less with the vegan breakfast. And that means for lunch, you can eat what you need and you're going to have some more calories banked. And that's all about calories, guys. It really is. It's about knowing that how many calories you eat determines what you look like and your health and your energy. It really is powerful. So one of the things you've always focused on in your books is not just the nutrition side. So in, in this space, many nutrition experts focus only on food and yes. many fitness experts focus only on fitness. Yeah. And obviously the best solution is, is understanding both. Yeah. What I think is really great about um, this book and that I found really interesting is you've also done something that not every trainer or nutrition expert does and that is you've really embraced technology. Oh, obviously, I love it. Apple is a... Big fan of technology. <laughs> and well, so, I'm a fan of Apple. Yeah. I've been an Apple product since college. It sounds like it. You were a oh, I had the said, first yeah. laptop that you guys that Apple ever made. I mean, it was that. Well, maybe it wasn't the first. No, it was. I remember <laughs> it. It was that beige color. Big. It looked like a briefcase. I mean, this You're is a godsend. Yourself, now, those, yes. I am old, but yeah. I'm, I'm 44. So, but you you but, have a um, in the book you have a number of great exercise routines, but you also talk a little bit about a basic philosophy, which yes. we found really interesting because it's yes. very similar to the way we look at yeah. Um, moving and exercise. Share us a little, share a little oh, yes, bit about yes. that. Well, there, there are three things I tell my clients, because as a fitness trainer, I really am a fitness trainer. I am. And even though I tell people fitness begins in the kitchen, then what do you do after you're done eating? Because you can't eat all day in the kitchen. And even if you're eating vegan in the morning, you have to do something with your life. And I tell everyone, you have to move every day. But then I tell them, and, you know, and I'm just, I, I think I'm really blessed. This is the best thing about being a dad because now I can see from my sons, I can really see that I have to explain things in a way that they get it. And if they get it, all of us will get it. You know, my readers get it. Everyone gets it. And